Hey there, party people. Did you know that Encounter Party is now an official Dungeons & Dragons television show? You can find our second campaign on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel, available now on Plex and Freebie. We have new episodes every Tuesday night at 9pm, and the show is available on demand next day on Plex. For links and to learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com. Now, please enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, this episode features very strong language and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party! Perix and Lorzach left in search of a cure for their statuesque minotaur companion. After a tip from a known crime boss named Frankie Peanuts, our players learn of Darius Vane, a wealthy Ravnikin with an impressive collection of artifacts. Now with the help of a goblin thief, our players attempt to crash one of Vane Tower's illustrious parties, hoping to find some hope within. Will they survive when death is a party favor? Find out this week on Encounter Party! So you make your way over to Vane Tower, and there's a small lobby as you enter your way in, and you can see that there are some servants sitting in the back. They're all very tall, taller than any of the members in your party, very large men who look like they could handle themselves. However, as you approach, you notice that they are permanently blind. And as you present your invitations to them, they now recognize that there is a third servant with you. And they can seemingly read these invitations, even though themselves are blind, protecting your identities before you even enter the tower. And they usher you onto an elevator, an elevator that slowly takes its way to the top, giving you pause just enough to question whether or not you should be going through what you are about to do. And at the top, This elevator opens, and you're immediately flooded by sound. And you usher into the foyer of this magnificent mansion. More wealth on the walls than you've probably ever even imagined in your lifetime. And there are many, many people here. Several hundred people are filling the hallways as you are ushered through the foyer, out towards the back, into a large patio balcony that's I would say the size of like half a football field it's huge that is decidedly part of a roof for the vein tower and there are no less than 50 people in fancy dress and masks standing and crowded around a large fountain in the middle of this patio that overlooks the 10th district of Ravnica. there is music playing there is a Silesian quartet playing music They themselves are also in masks. There is food abound everywhere, lots of conversation. And though people are laughing and people are joking and people have smiles on their face, there is that sort of sour taste of put-upon demeanor and falsehood that just sort of rings as everybody tries to impress everybody else in this seemingly pointless anonymity. So like a bunch of cage fighters looking at each other, ready to like go at each other's throat at any point in time. Well, I think everybody's sort of laughing. Oh, 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 o
Ooh. Kisses. Yes. Ooh, yes. <laughs> uh, Lord Zetch is going to take a look at the artwork on display. Mm-hmm. All of these treasures that he supposedly has just in full view. Yep. Very expensive things. Um, famous pieces of artwork. I, I, I don't know, living in the inner city, how, how averse you are, but there are probably carvings. I would say that perhaps something on display is, is a very, very old piece of petrified wood that is uh, exemplary, noted as, uh, you know, as uh, from before the Guild Pact, from, you know, uh, over 10,000 years ago. That's just sort of a, a priceless artifact from the Undercity. Or perhaps he has a, a piece of wood in there that he claims to be a piece of Vitugazi, which is the Selesnia tree from before the shattering of the Guild Pact. Um, those might be some artifacts that you're impressed with. Some some paintings of some, some beautiful things. Um, he has uh, a weird statue of a dragon, which might be similar to what you could imagine the fire mind might look like. Just sort of a weird portrait sculpture of something that hardly anybody has ever seen. So the idea that he either acquired it from himself or that Darius Vane himself may have actually been in the presence of the fire mind might be kind of an interesting thing. And you could totally imagine that maybe he has. Hey, hey Perix, Perix, look at this grout work. It's so precise and so well cleaned. I mean, like, look, 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 right there. Such a beautiful joint of tile work. Wow. Hey, Dizzy. Yeah? Please don't take this the wrong way. What is it you do i sneak okay and do what i sneak and find things so one of the things that um as you guys sort of make your way in once you sort of like join the the party you notice that all of the servants this night are blind out of respect for the guests but they are functioning as if they could possibly see Perix and Lorzach, you are both handed masks that you wear. They will be half masks, so the bottom of your faces will be open. Um, what you choose to do with your mood mark enchantments, Lorzach, so on your face, tat- they're not really tattoos, but the marks that you yeah, have in your yeah, face, yeah. you will have to decide what to do with them because they would decidedly give you away as Golgari. Also, Perix, you're going to be sort of Vidalcan looking, but I don't think people are going to be able to misinterpret that you're some sort of modified frogman. Um, question, uh, mechanic question for the DM so that I may use it later. When I cast the ritual of poison and disease, how obvious is that? Um, any, so magic within the game of Dungeons and Dragons is inherently noticeable. It is assumed that without a sleight of hand acknowledgement that either your motions or your verbal components or whatever you're doing is noticeably magic it's not like a thing you can do under your breath well if if it's a verbal component it needs to be audible but you can there are things that you can do by consulting with the dm to attempt to disguise things got it but the general sense is especially with verbal commanded magic that the minute you say something people are going to know that you are casting a spell got it great now Dizzy, they are handed half masks that are beautifully ornate. However, you, being a servant, are going to be allowed to be with them, but you are given a straight black veil that just covers your face. Now, you can see through it, 
but it is uh, you can see some attendees and people hanging out but it's very very clear that all of the accessories to these people coming in are expected to be not noticed and disregarded and so you just receive a black sheet hey, okay. that goes over your face hey dizzy yeah do you think you could do a little bit of a recon job and try and look for a spot that we might want to be focusing on? Yeah, I can do that. Are we looking for that vault thing? Yeah, we are looking for that vault thing. Hmm. It's not a thing? I mean, I suppose by definition it is. You guys can a take thing. a brief period to scope out the place if you'd like. The entire premises yeah. is open. I right. would I would begin a wander. What I specifically would be looking for is more of the 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 public because you know, Dizzy as an invisible-ish kind of creature is invisible to the room in a way, and she's sneaky. So as Perix, I'd more be wandering conspicuously looking for artifacts that look like they might be in the vein of what we're talking about or a place that there are guards specifically congregated, like looking for the places that the party is specific, could be focused towards a vault. Yes. Uh, a 19 on perception or a 15 on an investigation. For, well, you need to pick one, and you are sort of standing at, I would say, like a big French door exit that leads out onto this outdoor balcony patio. So where you guys are deciding to go. Should we stay together? Should we split up? We should stay together. Okay, great. Yeah. So then I'll follow Lorzach's lead on that one. Okay. Where would you guys like to go? We're starting on the balcony. Great. That's where we were. After a brief perusal of the artwork inside, Lorzach will come back out to rejoin his companions. I am, so uh, I, I would say that the um, artifacts of note is, um, I would say, I there's this cool, there's some cool sculptures. Um, the only other thing that I would say is kind of noticeable is seemingly center focused within sort of the main hall of the mansion is he does have, as he is unaffiliated, he seems to have a lot of artwork that's guild-focused, um, either because he himself can't be a part of it, but he seems to take a great interest in guild culture and guild history. And he does, sort of in the middle, have this beautiful displayed statue of... It's, it's not a realistic statue. It's sort of a suggested statue of what might be a knight um, with, you know, maybe like his weapon in front of it. And there are the, the guilds of Ravnica. It's a, it's a well-known sort of design in Ravnica where you have a circle with all of the guild symbols on it. So he, he has that. It's, it's the same thing that's kind of featured on the promenade. So it, it's, it's clear that he kind of has a fascination with guild or artwork. Beyond that piece, which is a culmination of all the guilds, mm -hmm. is there anything that would be like, is that the only guild culminating piece of art? Of like multiple guilds? Yeah. Or well, is it all I mean, solo guilds, stuff and then it? Yeah, I mean, I would say solo stuff. I don't think guilds really get together to like combine and do artwork pieces. I mean, maybe the Can I do a quick investigation on that? Looking sure. specifically to see if it uh, could possibly be some kind of a opening or a contraption or any a dried blood on the yeah, ears yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. looking to see if there is, would be any hint on that that it is of more importance than anything else um sure would a sleight of hand help at all to like move something around on the statue so nobody would notice me doing it um if you would like to manipulate an object without people knowing it you would need sleight of hand okay so 14 was the roll i'm sorry and that was for what check 
uh, Ned, investigation. An investigation. I mean, as far as you can tell, it's it's a really nice statue. It's something that people. It is sort of featured within the hall in a particular way. But as far as any hinges, doors, anything like that that might be manipulable, as far as you can tell, it is carved from a single piece of stone. Got it. If you would like to poke and prod it in any way. Yeah. Okay. I would like to. So I would say that this statue is probably twice your height, so you're only going to be able to get the bottom half. Okay. 15. <laughs> you are so mad. Um, for those of you at home, we just took a quick break to modify Sarah's dice rolling technique, and she's doing well. To be fair, I did roll a 7, and but, I have a plus 8. But you're so, using your right. skills appropriately. Right. So, um, again, as far as you can tell, it is... A solid piece of rock that okay. is carved, so no, it doesn't matter what you poke and what you prod. Um, it's and nothing not. around the base at all? Nope. And I would also like to do a perception check of the room to look to see if there's maybe anyone who seems like they've been like been here, like is a veteran of these events versus like a Probably newbie. the large servants who I are would without say, eyes. So there are, there are servants everywhere right and there are there is at least one if not two posted outside of each room they are not impeding anyone's flow i would say that there are there are a mix of people who are wandering around with sort of a wow who've never been here before but those seem to be the people inside but there are a great number. I would say at least a third of the attendees are outside on the patio somewhere, um, and and they are sort of decidedly comfortable where so they are. So my immediate, uh, we're still near Dizzy, right? Dizzy's traveling. She's with. allowed yeah, to you're be with you as far as yeah. So then I, uh, uh, Dizzy, yeah. As you're wandering the room, just keep a casual ear out for conversation that might help us discern what this night is going to be. Okay. I can do that. Thank you. I'd like to chat up one of the servants, please. Um, that's going to be quite difficult because no one is going to acknowledge you, servant or person alike. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah, you're being a bit stonewalled because you are just a little servant. But you also can go all the places that we can't. Uh, speaking of which, we have the interior salon where we have this elaborate trans-guild statue. It's in the central main hallway yeah so there's a there's a staircase that leads up to another floor but this is just sort of i, I just as far as artwork goes this is another major featured thing right. to kind of illustrate um what his interests are there's the outdoor garden patio area where the seasoned veterans seem to be gone congregating yeah that does seem to be a main focus and and i would say that our best bet is to try and follow the people who have experienced the scavenger hunt before and enter into conversation with them that feels to me like the the play do you guys want me to go searching without you then maybe i'm wondering if we want to walk out there and listen for anyone who feels like they might be boastful like someone who's maybe just like a little too excited about this oh sure and then try and enter into conversation with them. The question is, is it better to have Dizzy listening for that person or us? I don't have a good answer to that. That's a real question. <laughs> I think Dizzy's <laughs> going to be better than either of us yeah, at any too. of these activities. Me, me. So Perix is very bad at conversation. <laughs> we might have been, uh, we might have been better off if we would carried her in on a pillow and yep, stuff. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm just saying, I am a princess of my kind. Yeah, I, I buy it. Yeah. So, what would you guys like to do? 
I think the balcony is the play. Yeah. So you guys make your way out into the balcony. And one of the disturbing things that you notice on your way out there is Dizzy gets stopped by one of the two guards on the way out with an affirmative, you are not allowed out there. <laughs> and you are required to wait there. Now you can see what's going to happen, but you very quickly notice that only the privileged attendees are actually allowed out on the balcony. And as you make your way out there, you can see that it is this glorious, almost garden-esque, patio balcony and the balcony itself has two sort of channels of water like canals sort of like a you know like a lazy river type thing that stretch around the outside and then cascade off the far end of the balcony giving you wouldn't have seen it from the front but from the back end Vane Tower has its own waterfall cascading off the front of it in this sort of magnificent display of waste of water really more than anything but this, uh, this mansion is equipped with its own waterfall. And as you, there are more people gathered a little bit more around the central fountain, and you can see one person standing amongst a crowd, shaking hands, laughing and giggling. And there, standing sort of center stage, is Darius Vane, who is a fairly tall man, who's far more attractive than you want to admit that he is, probably in his mid-40s. Jet black hair, quaffed back in a wave, and he does have a really annoying and unsettling soul patch growing down in his front. He wears a high-colored robe of this amorphous, chromatic, shifting pink, maroon, and violet. And he almost glitters, but you can tell that there's nothing specifically in the design about that. And he has ruffles on his cuffs. Of course he has ruffles. And he's laughing and giggling and shaking hands with all the abandon of a man wealthy enough that life is just simply free for him. In my head, he looks like Dane Cook. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get out of my head now. I uh, walk out into the balcony and I don't think we're going straight for Darius May and that feels like a power move that doesn't feel in the vein of us. In the vein. Yeah. Uh, See what yeah, you did there. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so I think my original plan would stand. I'd be wandering the perimeter, the outskirts, trying to listen for anyone in conversation. It, actually, I think the presence of Darius Vane makes it better for us because we're listening for someone who's awestruck, starstruck, talking about the last time they saw Darius Vane. Listening for someone who is so excited at whatever we're about to experience that they are chatting it up with someone else. Question. Yes. Uh, did our invitations have a name listed on them? Yes. No. Because it's anonymous. Yeah. Anonymity. Yeah. It leads to question how these things get out to the people because their identities must be known or perhaps the invitations come a different way. Flu powder. There's a lot of there's a lot of speculation circulating around those, but I wouldn't worry too much about it. Right. It's magic. So, I need perception checks for you guys attempting to listen. 19. Uh 23. That's some good rolling technique, guys. So one of the curious things that you're noticing is people are conversing quite a lot, but they seem to be talking about things that you would expect high society people to talk about Ravnica. They're talking about business. They're talking about market values. They're talking about political intrigue. They are talking, some people are focusing very specifically on guilds and might accidentally be betraying which guilds they are members of, but you're starting to see 
quite a lot of people um, who, who might betray themselves. Some people have distinct piercings, which probably place them in the Rakdos. There are some people oh. with the way that they speak can't really help but betray themselves as member of the Orzov or members of the Selesnia. I would say the one guild you're probably decidedly not going to experience are the Gruul clans because they just don't play. They don't like this. They, they are wild people. Um, and and they're not a part of this. But there are, you know, maybe the Boros, maybe not the Boros there, but the speculation is that pretty much every other guild is represented in one way or another. There's even a couple merfolk there. People are talking about a great number of things, but as far as discussing the party in itself, you hear no one doing that. Those merfolk being here seems a little fishy. They can't hear that terrible joke because they're <laughs> not in the same. One group. of the blind servants groans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so then the only direct line that feels like is the man, the myth, the legend, the Darius Vane. Okay, you guys are gonna kind of force your way in there. I think. Uh, I think. Not trying to come in overly eager. Sure. But putting myself in the queue. Well, as you approach, you can hear people laughing and the people that he's discussing. Pretty much the general group around Darius Vane is kind of expectedly older people. People a, a, a good generation above his particular age, but people who talk with influence and affluence. And they are discussing the, the rail line construction. They seem to be speculating about the guilds and stuff, but the rumors are true that Darius is probably one of the main financial contributors to that fourth rail line that's trying to operate independent of guild control. Um, and that seems to be the topic at hand. So... Perix being the um, less than charismatic yeah. frogman that he is, uh, steps in with a with a with a unsubtle ah yes the rail lines the 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 topic of Ravnica at large and the crowd just sort of pauses and turns to you in a bit of disgust, but Darius Vane, ever the charismatic man, kind of looks right at you and says, <laughs> "I see." Uh, you have a problem with the rail lines? Oh, pardon me. I, I do not mean to betray the mask, but I see that perhaps you're not a person who needs anything more than a crisp waterway to make his way around. <laughs> I don't have a problem with the rail lines, but I find that the dealings of the rail a lines... A bit unnecessary, I know. He seems to be a man to cut people off quite regularly. <laughs> well, unfortunately, most of the people within Ravnica do not have sort of the modifications that you've been beneficial for. We need help getting around the city if we're going to compete with some of the more mobile guilds. And they say that that you, Mr. Vane, are deeply involved in this unaffiliated line. Oh, yes. Well, it's not very much of a secret, but I just think... You know, the guilds have a lot of play and power within the city, and Lord knows that there's obviously some monopoly issues should they take hold of a public transportation system, and then we're under the power of them even more. I, I think it's time for the regular unaffiliated citizens of Ravnica to take back control of their own destinies. And where is that line uh, located? Well, I mean, it's 
it's not a secret. I mean, if you're swimming in water all the time, <laughs> you're probably not sticking your head up enough to see it. But, you know, the, the merchant rail line is making its way across the north of Ravnica as it is right now. We're currently in negotiations with the Selesnia to start moving into their territory, and they seem to be very uh, supportive of our ideals to not relinquish control over transportation to some of the more uh, aggressive guilds. And what might you be intending on, you know, transporting? Is it purely going to be people? Well, the yes. unaffiliated people of Ravnica and nothing else? Well, it's meant to be a public transportation line. I suppose that someday there might be merchant rails, depending on the industries. I mean, we are suppliers and exporters and importers, if you know what I mean, my dear. And he kind of like ribs some lady who's like one and a half times his age for like no reason. Um, it just says, are you insinuating some sort of nefarious use for the rail lines, my friend? <laughs> Mr. Vane, I'm just very excited by this establishment that you have here. It is a wonderful home. And what I'm really curious about is is the sourcing you do for the items and artifacts you tend to hold around here. Well, I'm I would love to purchase for myself. Well, I'd love to get you a hold of uh, some of my particular dealers. I mean, you've got to kind of be in the know, and pardon me for insinuating again, trying not to betray the anonymity of my wonderful guests here at this party, but they're not exactly the cheapest items on the menu, and a lot of them are private commissions. He kind of he goes and gives you a wink. He says, hey, but let me say I'm glad that you're having a great time here, and you enjoy yourself, help yourself to food, and uh, feel free to take a time and walk around and enjoy any of the pieces I have on display. I got to get up here and do my spiel, right? And some people are like, yeah, whoa. And people start clapping for him. <laughs> hey, hey. And so he kind of pops up on the lip of the fountain and he uh, pops up the way of having, he kind of gives like a wave of his hand and you see this sort of like prestidigitation spell kind of pop off as his voice suddenly booms across. He says, Honored guests, thank you so much for joining me here in Vane Tower. I'm so excited to host another one of my magnificent parties. Now, those of you who've been here before, you know what I'm about to say. But those of you who've had the pleasure of being in my company for the first time, let me explain a little bit of how these rules go. Some people have just got too much fortune to bear, and it's time to give back to the rest of you fine people of Ravnica. And so... Our game is going to commence. The prize and the winner tonight is going to walk home with fortune beyond your wildest imagination. The game, for those of you who don't know, is quite simple. I am a fan of the Guilds of Ravnica. From a cultural perspective, their history is quite astounding. Hidden around my establishment are ten medallions, each one reflecting the Guilds of Ravnica. If you can acquire all ten and present them... At our statue in the middle of our hallway, you will receive a prize beyond your wildest dreams. We've got a winner every month, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have much to do with my time or my money, so let's have some fun. And everybody sort of clips and claps and says, Hey, and don't forget that those medallions are individual to each and every one of your party members, so no need to kill each other over them. Am I right? And a couple of people are like, ha, 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 ha. And then a couple other people you see around are like, wait, what? <laughs> So, when I give the shout-out, the game's beginning. Hey, don't forget to have fun. So, one, two, three, go have a good time! And everybody starts clapping, and you immediately see this crowd of, like, 50 people who happen to be around him in the area just immediately start dispersing. And people are just sort of, like, weirdly hunting all over the property. Some people, like, I would say probably a third of the attendees are, like, not even bothering with the thing. They're just hanging out and sipping and having a good time. 
I would love to examine the waterfall, specifically looking to see if uh, location around the the venue has to do maybe with the guild. So like I would assume that if that were true, that a waterfall would probably have to do with the Simic. So I'd be looking for something Simic related, uh, something that would speak to me as a Simic member that might clue me into the Simic medallion if it has to do with the waterfall. Uh, give me a perception check or uh, give me investigation because we'll, we'll kind of describe something. Give you a little bit of a hand. That's a 16 plus 16 plus five, 21. So the waterfall itself um, kind of loops around the balcony, but you notice that there is, um, the way that it comes out is a bit complicated to explain, but basically all of the water comes out of one spout. Now, as far as anything within the river or within the waterfall that you see cascading around where you can reach, you don't see anything. However, there are a couple of other people who are kind of pawing through this uh, river, kind of looking for things. But the spout itself is where all that water is coming from. And, and it's not a small spout. And in or around the spout, is there any kind of artwork, statues, or is it just a spout water? Um, it's it's a spout that's kind of like, but I mean, it's like the size of like a drainage pipe. It's Got not it. small. Got it. And there's nothing around it that would suggest that it is a space for a medallion. Not that you can see immediately in front of you. And it goes immediately over the side and down the building. Plummets down the side of the building. Yeah, not going swimming in that. Probably a good 30 stories. Yeah, great, 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 great. Well, I mean, you're not going swimming over the waterfall. Right. There is the lazy river. I think Perix is going to go for a swim. Lorzach, if you would keep searching the area around here, I think I have an idea for one of the medallions. Lorzach nods. Uh, does, yes. Does he know what's going on? You will need a perception check to see whether or not you could hear the shouting. Yes. Is that 17? Uh, a 17. You definitely could have heard that. You kind of hear that there's some sort of game afoot, but you would ha- you would notice as you kind of turned around and looked that there are people with inside the mansion either who didn't know to be out there and have no idea game is going on, or they are already kind of know that something happened and they were trying to start playing before his announcement even went. Can I check near and or behind the relics and the displays that are related to the different guilds that are inside this floor? So one of the things that you notice quite disparagingly is the minute that you attempt to go do anything while waiting, one of the guards immediately seizes you with a surprising amount of strength and asks very coldly, where is your master? A goblin has no master. Where are your masters? There. I wasn't allowed to be near them. They were out in the balcony. Then I suggest you wait here. It's very clear that servants are not going to be allowed to move about on their own. So where are you from? <laughs> there's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no response. <laughs> you you will receive no conversation from the. Damn it! <laughs> so then, real fast, I'm I'm searching the river for signs of for signs of a medallion for places maybe people are finding them or my own specific uh, thing. Uh, I need a swim check from you, please. Is that athletics? Yes. It is a 18. So um, you tour the lazy river. Some people are rather pissed. Some people jump in the water to try and see what you're doing. But clearly you might be the only fish person around who has the capability of doing what you are doing. 
you do not find anything within the lazy river, but you do get the unsettling feeling that the spout in which that water is coming out of is large enough to swim into. I think I uh, I look at Lorzach and I say, Lorzach, um, perhaps reconvene with Dizzy and into the spout. Into the spout you go. Can I get another athletics check, please? Twelve. The itsy bitsy simic went up the water spout. Can we talk about how I have a negative one to athletics? <laughs> you made the character. <laughs> you just. Can I get a perception check, please? Yeah. See, that is where my swimming should be, not natural 20. You find, as you weasel your way up far more comfortably than you'd like to go, that hidden on the bottom of the pipe for this spout is a uh, medallion that has the Simic Guild symbol on it. I procure it away? Does it seem like it goes farther or seem like I should come back out the spout? Um, I think eventually you will probably get stuck. Great. I don't think you're going to find all 10 medallions <laughs> lined up seemed, seemed lined up the pipe. Unlikely. So sure. back out the spout. Yep. So you come back out the spout and people are to flooding you. Loudly proclaim, sadly nothing. Mm, people are... Rah, rah, rah. They, can, they continue to search the river whether or not they believe you. So you now have one medallion in your possession. What would you like to do? Um, I know I told you to go back to Dizzy, but have you done it yet? Are you still on the balcony? Yeah, no, he's 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 heading back in. So I would I would come to you, a little bedraggledly wet, and uh, say in Elvish quietly, "I have the Simic medallion." Well done. And now a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free, and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. Follow me, would you please, he says to the goblin servant and begins to lead the way. Don't look at me, Sarah. <laughs> I'm not your master. <laughs> um, where would you like to go now as we delve into the depths of Vein Tower? Oh, I was, I was actually going to get sassy with the guard for just a moment. <laughs> go ahead. Is it okay that I can leave now since my master's here? He does not even acknowledge you. It seems like all yeah. is in order. That's what I thought. Um, I'm a goat. You can't stop me. Best respect. Are there kitchens that they have yes. access to? Uh, Lorzech is going to peruse the kitchens. So um, have you joined up at this point, Peric? Are you with the group? Yeah, I think I think I am. Okay, so as behind. you guys walk toward the kitchen, slap, you have slap, to walk slap, down the <laughs> slap, slap, slap with your flip flop my feet. Flip-flops. Your flip flop feet. Flippy floppies. As you progress down the main hallway, because the kitchen is going to be towards one of the back corners of the room near the dining area, and you happen to pass that big statue showcasing and celebrating all of the guilds of Ravnica. Now, to you, Andrew, nothing has changed. And to you, Dizzy, nothing has changed. However, to you, Perix, as you pass by the statue, you notice 
that the symbol for the Simic Guild is glowing. And all of you, though nothing has changed, do hear that there is a couple standing there excitedly determining that they can see the... They're having a similar situation. Is The woman is exclaiming quite excitedly that she can see that the Azorius symbol is glowing, whereas her male partner is kind of in the same situation that you guys are putting together that he cannot see that it is glowing. And they're kind of having an argument where she's like, it's totally glowing. And he's like, no, it's not. You're crazy. And so so, so I can definitely see it. Lorzach and Dizzy cannot. Well, the they, Simic. You don't, you don't necessarily know that. I'm ex- telling them for the part of these know. But as you pass, you notice that the Simic symbol on that statue is now glowing. I will, again, quietly pass it. In Elvish, I don't speak Goblin. I'm so sorry, Dizzy. To Lorzach, yeah. that um, the statue is confirming for me that we have one of ten, and the lady here seems to have found the Azorius symbol, and I think it might be wise for me to try and discern where she found it. Um, do you want to peel off and yeah. go, yeah? Okay. Uh, so what Lorzach will pass on to Dizzy is eight more to go, and then continues his way into the kitchen. I will reply in Elvish. One. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, shit. One, two, three. I was about to quote a song that did not need I'm to be put into the world. I'm super confused. I, I, th- I think she's like, uh, yeah. just... Dizzy does not speak Elvish. She thinks she's responding properly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, she's, just, she's just saying the numbers one, two. She's just counting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's opened a, du- a <laughs> she's opened a Duolingo tab that Don't has not started that course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, once Where? again, Duolingo looking for sponsors. That's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay, so you're going to stay and hang out with this couple. You're going to head into the kitchens. What are you going to do, Dizzy? Um, I'm going to follow probably Laura's Thatch. Okay, because he's really wet, and I don't want him to make have me towel him off. That'd be awkward. um, You make your way into the kitchens where there are many people preparing food, but you can notice that the head chef is surprisingly an ogre, and he is chopping up a big old hunk of meat. Lord Satch, can you make sure that guy doesn't eat me? Yes. Thank you. Uh, Lord Satch is going to investigate the kitchens. Yeah. That 20. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, there, you've probably never been into a mansion's kitchen before. Nah, not once. So as far as you can tell, there's, there's probably not a lot out of place. There is a team of people preparing and catering food for the large number of people who are at this party. But one thing that is sort of surprising is that the head chef in the facility is a freaking ogre. <laughs> Like, and I would say, let's make this fun. The ogre is missing. We'll say that he's like Scab Clan or something, and he's missing a hand. So his hand is a cleaver that he's using to chop up some food. That rules. (laughs) Um, And, uh, okay. Now, as you start, now, are you going to sort of get in the, are you just kind of hanging out in the entryway, or are you like making an undisturbed effort? Oh, he's he's not. Because you notice that. Nobody else is in this room. None of the other guests are in the kitchen. Yes. Uh, None of the guests are in the kitchen. But there's a lot of other staff milling around. I would say there's like probably six people working. 
So, force of habit, Lord Zatch is working very hard to not be in anyone else's way. Okay. But is going to worm his way toward the chef. So you do your best to stay out of everyone's way, but a head chef who's not going to be enthralled with your presence even to begin with, um, especially one with the temperament of an ogre. And it doesn't take very long as you kind of assess what's going on in the kitchen. You hear this loud slam of a cleaver down on a cutting board, and you hear this gruff, What are you doing in my kitchen? And he sort of points a cleaver at you. And as he as he kind of points a cleaver, you can see up his arms. He does have the telltale markings of the Scab Clan, which suggests that he is a member of the Gruel Guild or was a member of the Gruel Guild. One of the few places that kind of accepts the ogres. Uh, Lorzach is going to bombastically reply in his best imitation of a wealthy person, or at least what he imagines a wealthy person to be. The host says that the hunt is on. I understand you're the man who knows what to do with the carcass. <laughs> he looks at you uh, almost... You can't really tell whether or not he's insulted or excited, but he just kind of repeats to you, The hunt is on. And without question, he leaps the fucking counter and comes after you with a cleaver. Roll initiative. Let's roll initiative! <laughs> uh, do I need... No, you guys aren't there? No, I'm right behind Laura's Ash. Oh, yeah. Roll yeah. initiative. 16. 16. 11. Okay, so you will go first, he will go second, then you will go last. So as his action, Lord's Edge is going to expend one use of Wild Shape to awaken his spores and is going to summon a flaming blade. We need a soundbite for awakening the spores. Um, he is going to rush you. Like hatching Zerg-ass sounds. You are going to take a cleaver strike. The first one is going to be a 16, and the second one is going to be a 19. You will swing twice. 16 meets. So that hits. Okay. Ty goes yep. to the roll. Ty, Ty goes to the, the attacker. Attack. That's right. Yep. Okay. So you will take 11. <laughs> You're going to take 22 slashing damage right off the bat. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party, pal. What? Ho, ho, ho. I've uh, got a machine gun. Okay, sorry. 22? 22 slash. I rolled max damage on both attacks. <laughs> wow. Okay. Dizzy. Wow. <laughs> You're up. <laughs> uh, did he do that thing where he makes a constitution saving throw? <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Boom. Uh, okay. He does have a pretty decent constitution, though. Uh, really high. Uh, 21. Uh, yeah, he, he passes. He's a big boy. Dizzy, you're up. Does this guy count as a size bigger than me? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sarah discovered goblins. Yes! <laughs> Funnily enough, they were my favorite to play in Magic. Um, I am going to then get behind him and just take both of my daggers straight to each one of his... Um, ankles? Achilles. <laughs> Go for the ankles! Go for, going for the ankles, just like boss says! Boom! 17 and 19. Oh, oh, oh finally. Right? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> apparently all I needed to do was play a goblin. Yeah, apparently. All right, so those totals are going to be... Oh, yeah. Uh... A- AC is 18. Oh, yeah. Um, Like a 24 and a 23. All right, roll damage. Okay. 
damage, 1d4 plus 4, 4, and then plus another 4, so that's going to be a 11, and then 4 plus 4 plus 12. Do you roll max damage, or just about twice? Yeah. So, 23 damage? Holy shit. Get it, Dizzy. <laughs> Jeez. Holy cow. All right, Lorzach, top of the order. Okay. Uh, Lorzach is going Don't to... Don't be scared now. The party's I've, just getting man. started. You might say this is an encounter party. Uh, Ooh. And that's it. Now we <laughs> then we cancel the show. The show is over. <laughs> um, yeah, Lorzach is going to swing with a flaming scimitar. Okay. Rolls a nat 20. Oh, Christ. <laughs> uh, I'm going to roll damage for this. Okay. And his bonus action is going to be slashing with the dagger. Okay. It's 3d6, so I rolled this twice. No, or it's you an add, extra you damage. Add an, an extra damage, damage die, die okay. is the 5d rules. People were abusing the double damage. It just wasn't stacking correctly. So that's 11 fire damage. Okay. This would be a 14 to hit? No, target's 18. Okay, so then that is it. Okay, so his turn, he's going to make a constitution saving throw. Yeah! And he's going to roll a nine. And he is going to take... It all. He's taking it all, he's and he's going to like it. Yeah. Four necrotic damage. Four ah. necrotic damage. Okay, he's going to make an attack against Dizzy. As he turns around and says, ow, my ankles. Mm. He's going to not do well. <laughs> well, he's going to hit you with one. So he's got a 23 and an 11. Oh, okay. Well, the 23 will hit. Okay. You will take seven slashing damage. Ouch. Yep. Your turn. Okay. I will do the same thing. Sure. I mean, it worked last time. That will be a 21 and a 11. So, so the 21 will hit. Roll damage. <laughs> so that will be a 7. Oh, wow. 7 is actually right on the money. Legit. So you uh, slash him in the legs some more, and you're kind of slashing up his freaking legs. And as an ogre, he's used to kind of standing above things and smashing them with his arms, but he's probably not prepared for, like, attacks around the ankles. And you slash him enough so he just sort of drops to the ground, and he is bloodied. Okay, so at least half of his HP is gone. And he kind of just puts his hand in his cleaver up. And he's like, stop, stop, stop. Okay, okay, just, uh, just get out of the kitchen. Just, uh, just get out of the kitchen. Never skip leg day. <laughs> <laughs> so he is, he is decidedly conceding, but kind of begging that you guys just leave the kitchen area. Yeah, that's right. So you guys will make your way out of the kitchen back into the main hallway where you find Perix. Dizzy, Yes. as you walk by the statuette, one of the things that you notice is that for you, you can now see specifically the gruel symbol is glowing. Guys, the gruel symbol, it's glowing. Dizzy, Dizzy, that's wonderful. And also say that very quietly. The gruel symbol is glowing. So some of these might not be physical medallions. I fucked that troll up. Good. He's an ogre. That's insensitive. <laughs> they all look tall to me. I'm sorry. So you now have this kind of weird situation where things are glowing for different people. So I will I will say to Dizzy quietly, I say, I have the Simic medallion. You now have the Gruel medallion. We have eight to go. Can I touch 
the thing that you found? Just, I have an idea. Promise I'll give it back. Yes. I carefully take it from my pocket and quietly let her touch it. Right. So one of the things that you notice as you touch that medallion and as you touch her hand is that both of you can see the gruel symbol and the simic symbol glowing. And when we remove, I can no longer see gruel? Uh, you can no longer see gruel, but you can, same thing, unless you guys are in physical contact with different scenarios. Great. Uh, so I will now move to the Azorius who is proclaiming about the, or the woman proclaiming about the Azorius symbol. Right. They we'll are say, decidedly shuffling off, so they're not really standing there anymore. They're not out of your realm of grabbing, I'll, but they're not sitting there waiting anymore. Right. I will quickly move to them. Yeah. And I will say, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it over here. Uh, I heard that you have found the Azorius medallion, and I don't need to make that a big deal, but I have found one of the other uh, guild medallions, and I would be happy to share the information of where I found it if you would be so polite as to do the same. The the male of the group kind of looks at you and he says, fine, you first. We can start broad and get narrow. I found mine on the balcony. I found mine upstairs. Mine involves water. Mine doesn't. Wait, the man didn't find it. She found it. I know. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any interest in finding out the location of mine? Yes. Tell me where it is and I'll tell you mine. I'm <laughs> going to steal it from either one of them. Probably the woman. She's the one who has it. Yeah. All right. Give me a uh, sleight of hand check, you little thief and grubby goblin. What up? That's going to be a really high number. That's actually a 25. A 25. Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's what happens. Did I steal her underwear too? No. Okay. No. Okay. I'm going to describe what happens, and I'm going to give you guys some very very specific notes. And I'm going to do you the courtesy of letting you know that every piece of information you are about to peel from the events that happen is going to be important. So listen carefully. You go into this woman's pocket. You can tell that not only is she a woman of high society, but she is also probably an extremely intelligent woman because she's got pockets on her dress. So you go into there smooth as silk and you can feel what seems to be a disc. You remove this disc and it is a blank wooden disc and you're not sure what it is, but you happen to slip this disc into your pocket quickly as is muscle memory. But as you go into your own pocket, you notice that there are three medallions in your pocket. Now, this information is not shared with everybody. Yes. But you, right. so you have three other medallions plus this one that you just put in your pocket. So four total. You have four total medallions in your pocket. Okay. Are you still arguing with Home Skillet? All I'm doing is causing a lovely distraction for you to get the fuck out of Dodge. So, yes. <laughs> Lorzach is going to peel off and... <laughs> motion that his servant follow and take a look at the Transguild statue. See what? if any other sigils might have been alit since last they looked. Oh, if you see right there, you can see the beauty. So oh. as you look at the statue, yeah. you can see the gruel symbol is glowing. Okay. The Azorius symbol is glowing. Okay. And the Demir symbol are glowing. That Bitch-ass spy. 
It's because you stole it, isn't it? You performed the act of the demir. Ooh. So you get much like you got so it for defeating the girl. As you peel into your pocket, yeah. you notice that that disc you have that you stole is still blank. There's nothing on it. Right. But in your possession, you have the Gruel medallion, the Azorius medallion, and the Demir medallion. And I'm going to assume you're going to share this information with your party oh, yeah, members for yeah. the sake of expediency. So we had right. four. And I will say, you know what? I don't like your tone and you can't have my knowledge and I'll walk away. He says some hurtful words that I won't repeat on my mage hand slap him in the (laughs) face. Uh, Okay. So your party is now to you. You still can't see anything glowing. You can still only see the simic glowing, but you have noticed at this point that she. I take a little stroll over and put my hand on her shoulder. Yep. And do I now see four glowing? No, you can only see the simic and the gruel. Okay, great. I'm going to put these in my pocket and look over that way, just in case someone wanted to take them from my pocket. <laughs> you you could hand them to me. I don't have a great slot. You of can just like hand them to them. Oh, no. They're now yours. I take the medallions. So you can now see the Simic, the Azorius, the Demir, and the Gruul clan symbols. Got it. Glowing. So, um, I don't wonder if uh, we might head upstairs. Yes, let's. I do have to ask one question. Who among you feels most comfortable uh, lancing your tongue with a hot iron and then lighting your hair on fire or whatever it is that we must do to get the Rakdos medallion? Hold on, hold on, I got this. I have a huge dexterity. Okay. I'm just gonna like backflip and shit like I'm in a circus and go ta-da when I'm done. Like M- Make a check? Yeah. yeah. I was just gonna say she's probably a good performer and that's way better. Mother fuck. <laughs> It's a natural one. <laughs> Slip on a banana peel. So you know what, Sarah? <laughs> Knock out a tooth. <laughs> you take two bludgeoning damage as you slip and fall on your neck. Oh, oh God. Why is this floor is so hard. It's probably the, the veil you've got over the front of you oh. makes a difference. God, this floor so is you've so got slippery. four medallions. So, okay. We have four of ten. We have six more guild either things to find or actions to perform. Perix, Laura Zatch, bite me. Come I, on. I punched uh. Dizzy in the face. <laughs> you punched Dizzy in the face. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure what that's supposed to do, but... Me neither. <laughs> but it's a natural one, so well, it didn't hurt. Right. So okay. You, so you punch her in the face. Nothing happens. And I will I, I'll punch back. I swear to God. <laughs> the 25 <laughs> No, she it's doesn't like a connect. Six. Either. Okay, great. You guys you just you guys you guys unnecessarily smack each other in the face. Lorsage. I'm going to suggest at somewhat of a distance <laughs> we try a hand going upstairs. You do realize this means war, Perix. All right, pack it in. Let's go. <laughs> On the next encounter party. With four medallions in hand, our players delve deeper into Vane Tower, trying to unlock the riddle of the statue. However, a frightening guarantee looms overhead. Before the party is out, someone is going to die. Can they demonstrate their knowledge of the guilds and survive this quizzical party? 
find out next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering created by Wizards of the Coast. Sound capture, editing, and mixing by Ned Donovan. Original sound effects by Will Malones. Theme song and scoring by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Thanks again to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Hey, party people, this is Ned Donovan, the player of Perix. If you're enjoying Encounter Party, please do us a favor and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell your friends to do the same. Also, ratings and reviews go a long way towards helping us find new audience members and keeping our party going. You can also join us in our Facebook discussion group, The Encounter Party, or on our Twitter and Instagram profiles at Encounter underscore party to keep the party going and to interact with cast members like myself and the rest of the crew. To find news and updates about the show and learn more, visit us at EncounterParty.com. Thanks, y'all.